is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Hey, Marketeers. This is the first of a two-part episode. Lindsay and I talk about the advertising documentary, Kill Your Darlings, filmed in 2021. In true Two Marketeers form, we have a lively conversation about the current state of the advertising industry. Have a listen, and we hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Happy Thursday. I love Thursdays. It's the new Friday. Thursdays are great. Thursday was always the day I would choose when I had to teach and mm. still have a real job. Not that teaching isn't a real job, but the way I was paid, it wasn't a real job. <laughs> yeah. Sadly for teachers. Fair. Nothing goes wrong on a Thursday. Nothing. Nothing, because you still have Friday in case stuff does go wrong, but it's close enough to the weekend that it is the weekend, so it's great. And maybe it's because everyone has something to deliver on Friday. No one's delivering anything on Thursday. They're just finally like, the rest of the week has been wasted, and now they're just head down. I got this done. And then you find out on Friday that what you were expecting wasn't done right, and then you have to add. Yeah. Anyways, going down a, 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 we're plummeting down someplace I do not want to go. As per usual. That's what this podcast should be called. That's Plummeting down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plummeting down. No, as per usual. Oh, okay. You can see who's the optimist and who's the uh, who's actually having an existential crisis is me. Oh, yeah. We're talking about that. We both agree that we're each having some kind of existential crisis, but we both agree that we like it. <laughs> we like it. So bring it. Come on. Okay. So speaking of existential crisis, uh, we gave ourselves homework. and I'm proud to say I actually did my homework. Yes. So I happened upon um, a documentary called Kill Your Darlings. This is a documentary that came out, I think, in 2022. It's called Kill Your Darlings. And it is about a 26-year-old creative director. I think she's in Berlin, but she's in Germany. She's the youngest creative director in Germany. And she's having a bit of an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> because she loves advertising. She's risen to the top very quickly. And she's miserable. Yeah. Miserable in that everything that feeds her creativity seems to be at stake because of the job she's supposed to do yeah there? yes good uh, no that was a very good summary thanks i'm just gonna sit back and drink my coffee so it's a 40 minute we're gonna put the link in the notes it's a 40 minute documentary i i highly highly recommend it to anybody i don't know how it didn't take off more but maybe it is because of the the honesty of the what i'll call the advertising industry yeah but i think like I think the the documentary, yeah, whether you're in advertising or marketing or anything at all, it's this really interesting moment of this young person who 
wanted to do this job so badly and did it. And like you said, rose to the top very, very quickly and is now like, what the heck? Like, what the heck? Is this like what this is? And I think even I would imagine a lot of different industries and sectors and have this have people with this type of experience, like imagine what doctors go through. Imagine all these, yes. all of these roles where you're like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And I vote and she's so passionate and she's in love with it. And you can just tell that she like lives and breathes, breathes it. And now she's so in it. And she's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And it, so what she does is she goes on a journey to um, speak with what she says, you know, the brilliant minds in marketing and advertising. And she gets to talk to some pretty interesting people. And she asks them all the same question, which is, you know, what do you see for the future of advertising and marketing? And you've got professors, you have uh, independent agency owners, you have corporate creative like leads. Network agency. Yeah, network agencies, the, the WPPs of the world. You have those who've gone off on their own. You have those who are the client that pays for the agencies. I knew you'd love her. The client part was my favorite. I was like, ah. Oh. I know. Our assignment was to watch it because when I watched the first 10 minutes, I'm like, there's so much that's being said. I find these are very smart people. So they offer what they see to be the truth. Mm -hmm. And they've moved on. They've sort of said, yeah, this is, this is this, and this is how you get over it. So it was really interesting. Yeah. And as you follow her through this journey, she kind of checks in and kind of talks about it. it becomes this much deeper journey. So it's a great flick. Um, and then Lindsay and I have gone away and are coming back and we have not talked about this. I just persuaded her to watch it and she, uh, over the, before the holidays and, uh, she did just now. And I knew, I told her, I said, don't rush into it. And it's kind of like, I couldn't even watch it in one sitting because there's well, a lot actually, to digest. Yeah. The first, and when you said, watch this, I watched, I now went back and saw where I stopped it. I watched the first 11 minutes and I was like, I can't handle this. It's <laughs> Have you ever watched even like a lifestyle, like a, another type of movie where it just like so accurately reflects your life? Yeah, it's too close. So I did watch the first 11 minutes and I was like, not for me. Because <laughs> as we were going into Christmas where you're supposed to take a break from all of the chaos, it was just like looking at the chaos in the mirror. Um, but it got to a really, really interesting place. Some of which I wrote down so many quotes that I'm in love with. So that's what we're going to do. And we're just going to talk about some of the most, what I'll say, salient points or the points that resonated the most. Uh, there's some good and there's some bad. And it's, I don't know that there's a couple pieces that I'm like, wow, I've never thought about it that way. Uh, it's just so good. So Lindsay, why don't you go first? I, so I think mine kind of go into a couple of different categories. It's kind of like, where's the opportunity in the industry Okay. Uh, where, like, where are clients going and what are they seeing as the benefit as people start to rethink the industry? And then the journey, I would say the journey I had kind of like, almost like that's how the, the film like unraveled for me. It was like, what's wrong with the industry? Yes. What's going on? How do people feel about it? Where's the optimistic future? <laughs> Absolutely. It was yeah. exactly. It was like that whole antagonist kind of idea. Cause the very first interview, yes. which is with Scott Galloway is, is like crushing. Like he was the one that I had to stop after him. Mm. Um, and she, I think she even says you're crushing my dreams, uh, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, he was just this, he's a professor of marketing, uh, NYU, I think 
you know, she asked the question, what, what do you see for the future advertising and marketing? And he goes, it's going to be around for a long time. It's just going to be a shitty place to work or invest. First <laughs> words out of his mouth. I was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I believe right? I launched another new company in the industry last year. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, because every year and he just says, because every year it's going to get harder and harder because every year the budgets get cut a little bit. Yeah. And on a positive note, like what it really brought to mind for me was our, our interview with Lena, because when they saw that problem, they changed the model yeah. and creativity became everyone's job. And they had to build a lot of what would be external, like media specialties. They built them in house. So, you know, yeah. it, it is that bone cr crushing. And he, he says, advertising is going to go away. And that's to me was like, I think it has to advertising as we know it because when i was a professor and i would explain to my design students what marketing was advertising was just one way of marketing mm -hmm. and and marketing is a business function yeah well the advertising is just like well arguably depending on who you ask like the most fun creative part like that's where you get to do the big spots and that's where you get to do the fun stuff and like all of that it's not like the price and promotion element of marketing. Like it's just like a more glamorized place to play. Yes. And it's the only part of marketing that really gets displayed. It's all about that glamorous thing. And I think it's, hmm. you know, my take on it is having worked with so many creatives, having mentored them, having taught them, uh, having married them, just one, um, <laughs> is, but sometimes you want to be creative in ways that people don't even notice. Yeah. But like, rarely do you call home and be like, mom, I just did a sweet BOGO campaign where I put like, had a, this coup, I did, I made this coupon. You're like, yay. Well, I guess I'm thinking more from a strategic standpoint, or you're, you're changing something that has to change for the sake of business success. And maybe, maybe it doesn't go on a billboard. Maybe not everyone sees it, but you're fulfilled by the fact that you've mm. changed something. And I think that's, yeah. The goal, that's what resonates a lot with me throughout. And we can talk more about that as we go on. But it was that idea of understand that creatives, the noun, the people, seek a, a level of fulfillment in solving problems, not just doing the work. Yeah. And I think strategy people as well. Like, I think the fulfillment comes in, in making a real impact. But I think the the glamour that you're sold comes through like the element of advertising. So I feel like it's like an, it's an evolution. Like obviously people, you know, you gravitate towards the sexy things as you're like coming out of school and like, what job am I going to go for? And like all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like as you evolve in your career, you get to some of those more like interesting strategic problems that maybe aren't solved in a glamorous, sexy way, but in a way that makes a real impact. And that's quite fulfilling. Yeah. But I think in that front bit that um, that you're talking about now, the one piece that I thought was really interesting was there's the opportunity to create a more interesting, meaningful and fulfilling environment in which the work takes place. 
And I think the one, another quote in that upfront bit was like, embrace it or it will make you crazy. So that's like a little bit of like the tough love approach I saw coming through there where it's like, we know what the industry is. Like we know yeah. where the opportunities are to change. We know what's wrong. We know what's toxic. We know like all of those things that people are trying to kind of evolve over time. And I think if you're trying to stand up and do something different in the industry it is really that opportunity to create a more interesting and fulfilling environment and i was also thinking back to our lena interview when i was watching this because i was like good on her and good on fuse create to yeah. actually be the change of creating that more interesting fulfilling environment for themselves and the embrace it or it will make you crazy like i think i feel like that a lot where I'm work, moving around, working with different partners and, and the problems and the environments are always very similar. And it's like, do you wanna yeah. play in it or do you not want to? So you can play in it and embrace it or it will make you crazy, or you can choose not to play. I totally agree. It's There's a lot of situations you're faced with where there's a lot of people who have chosen it, but they're not creative. They're not. And I, I just want to be clear when I say creative, I'm not talking about a creative role. And Lindsay, you are a creative no, I know. in my world, right? But it's that idea of there's just a lot of bodies, right? Like I'm going through it right now with, with a project I'm working on. And I mean, there's, I love to produce stuff. So it's like, oh, I'm doing speeches, you know, I'm doing presentations for mucky mucks at big companies. And there's so many people involved that it's it's almost like a game you just sit there and you just say okay well tell me when you know what i need to do so i guess yeah i'm I'm totally aligned with you there's a shift i think the shift is happening i will say to summarize mm -hmm. up front i think the shift is happening the problem is and you mentioned it in that episode where you're like let's just be clear this is not easy yeah. right there are war stories that can never be told we glamorize it because no one wants to know the hard part so yeah. there's a there's a lot of that here where in in the documentary she's talking to a lot of creatives that went away and started it on their own mm -hmm. i'll tell you firsthand it's terrifying yeah it's terrifying and you never no one ever wants to hear how hard it was they want to hear about the awards they want to hear about the great work you've done and that's mm -hmm. i think that's like you said, Lindsay, that's true of any industry. Right. Right. But I think yeah. in our industry, which is such a vague industry in the, I don't even think it's a, an industry. I always say the marketing industry. If you look it up, it's not an industry. That's what's really weird. If we work in a business. It's like a function in, in, some, in all industries, essentially. Yeah. And they talk about the yeah. creative industry. What is that? Because industry contradicts what creative actually can do. Right. Anyways, I'm getting off track. Well, to bring it back, I think the one thing too that came out of that, they were talking about how the systems created within these agencies were not created by people who are creative. Yes. It's typically like how the inner workings of how global network agency runs is a business. It's a business, right? It's a business function. It's, it's made yep. to produce things. And they were also talking about how it's, they were relating it to like factory work. Yeah. And that it's created for like efficiency and effectiveness from like a factory work point of view, not to uh, enable creative people to thrive and to create the best work. And so it's a lot of what you hear now is like the, the model's broken, the system's broken. It's like, well, the system was created by people who are not creative. Hence, creatives have a really hard time thriving within the current system.
And so you have two choices. You play in the system, like we said, or you step out and you do you do it your way and think and try to come up with, like I said, a more meaningful environment or way of doing things. Yeah. So then it kind of moves on from there when she when they start to talk to the client with the client piece of it, which is just my very my <laughs> most favorite part, um, because I could not. Yeah. Do you remember where she, where she was from? Uh, her name is Jessica Spence and she's on the client side. She's the president of brands at Beam Centauri. OK, thank you. Yeah, I think they do alcohol, don't they? Yeah, they're an alcohol brand. So what she was saying was agencies especially the big agencies are not the magnets for talent that they once were for a variety of different reasons whether it's pay whether it's working style whether it's culture whatever the case may be um that in today's day and age and i've really noticed this and i'm sure you have as well in the last few years especially since the pandemic when people were given choice to be able to work how they want um there, those environments <laughs> Do you remember that yeah. let's just take a moment remember that okay remember that yeah, yeah. Those environments, like they say, as people came back into reality, were not the magnets for that talent anymore. And so what she was saying, and this is her quote, is that all I care about is getting the best brains on my business and I don't care where they come from. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I could not agree more in that. I think I, I, I want to stop at some point talking about the pandemic, but I can't because like in that <laughs> moment, it was like, you can have a creative in Brazil, a strategist in Miami, different time zones, collaborative decks, like yep. whatever the case may be, the actual right amount of diversity, those people answering the problems properly. Like you could really say a global network is truly your talent playground now and it doesn't matter if people are in the same boardroom in an agency it just matters if you get the best brains on the business and she said the difference for her is that a closer relationship is what leads to better work so like being able to be as a client in partnership with creative and i'm going to say like creative strategy all of that yes. to be closer to the people doing the work and getting the best brains on the business regardless of what place they work at or what location they're in i think we really need to clarify that remember we're going to, lindsay and i are going towards the, a world where everybody's job is to be creative so mm -hmm. we no longer have to say well lindsay well i'm strategist it's like we're all creative that's what has to change and what we learn is some of the most creative people in the industry realize this is broke i can't be the best like the actual business mm. is against me actually doing the work they expect me to work. But these yeah. creatives have gone on and created a new model. They're, they right. do it their way. So I think there's the inspiration. There's a real sort of under, it, I mean, it's so blatantly put where she keeps asking people that and these really smart people. So Cindy Gallup um, from Make Love Not Porn just their names i'm just like it's hilarious she's the, that woman tells it like it is um and she mm -hmm. says so her big thing is um you know she's asked you know what has to change and in, in the industry and she goes you know what can i do to change and she just said you can't you can't right. change things um because and she says there's a bunch of rich white men at the top who make a lot of money on this model what would ever 
ever make them feel like they have to change that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's so obvious, but it's so true. Her advice is start your own agency. And she like, she puts it in air quotes because she goes, and I say that because you don't start an agency like the others. She means simply start something that gives you agency. And the true right. meaning of the word agency is to really have the power or, or the, you know, to empower yourself to say, I can do this. I am able mm -hmm. to do this. And that really resonated where the word agency has become this almost like this is exactly what an agency is. Well, there's also agency mm -hmm. is also the FBI an agency, you know, real estate is an agency. Yeah. It's just a certain way of making money. But when you look at the human aspect of what agency truly means, it's this powerful, powerful thing. And she says, when any woman or person of color starts their own venture, you are starting the industry we all want to live and work in. Yeah. I think it was her who said, we can make an industry we wish we worked in. Boom. And that was the biggest eye opener because it's mentioned there's that Germany girl. Uh, her name is Germany Lancaster. And she talks about, she talks a lot about the inclusion. And it's not about just yeah. inviting them in the room. It's about, and it's not about making sure that nothing inappropriate yeah. is said is they're actually the people who have the ideas you need to, you need to introduce because they have had an experience that is far richer and much more aligned to the customers you're trying to appeal to. You have to attract that talent and you have to make them want to stay. Mm -hmm. You have to value them. Yeah. They will be the superstars. A hundred percent. I always had a, a major problem with that, like having the warm bum in the seat be the one who has to do the work. Like for me, that's one of the biggest issues in the industry is that people have jobs. Like I think that for me is such a problem so because true. you're on a salary, you, you're on a team, you have a cost associated with you. So because work comes in the door, the person who has cost associated them better be doing something. They better be doing the most amount they can possibly do for the money that they're getting paid. So they're working midnights, they're working weekends before Bye they'll mine. bring in another body. But also who said that person was the right person to be consulting on this problem, you know? Who made that decision? Yeah, and it's because it's a business decision. You're totally right. And so where I'm we're trying to be like very intentional about 2024 and what goes on and our one of my biggest uh, priorities is diversity of thinking diversity of problem solving like getting the right person if it's not me getting the right person to think about the problem like how do we do that in the best way I think for me that's one of the biggest issues in the industry hot bum in the seat yeah yes you know? well yeah I think another big problem with my big thing is in my head, I need to rethink how I want to make money doing what I do. Do tell. Sorry for the suspense, but that wraps up part one of this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where we continue our conversation about the current and future state of the advertising industry. Have a great week, marketeers. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. 
Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.